0: Time, Thank you, Alan, for letting us in, and uh, it's been a wonderful visit of uh, Pastor Harvey, Kay, and Pat. The three have come and uh, really put the fire. They've done a great uh, ministry, teaching in the Bible School, and also uh, equipping them with the Word in Supernatural. Uh, In fact, Kay, uh, the same day she came and uh, we arranged a a women's meeting. I think more than 120 women came. She poured out her heart. The women were so blessed. And also she, she has been praying for them, almost everybody, if I'm right. And also then later, Harvey and Pat came. They helped her out in praying for the people. Let me tell you one thing, all over the world, god is always he will not change he's same yesterday today and forever and also the devil is same and the problems of the people are same little different here and there but i think when you prayed for them you might have seen them asked them what is they, what they are going through it's one and same like you know but uh, and also on sunday or oh, i think Three together, they might have prayed for almost 900 people. And uh, everybody. And uh, they have come and got prayed and healed. And there was a... Uh, and also, uh, I told Harvey, you are blessed because 100 people could not make it today. Otherwise, it would have been at three <laughs> o'clock for you guys, you know. And they had... Uh, I took them for a nice uh, lunch because they were... Uh, uh, I think that was chilies. That was Chile's, we had a nice meal at Chile's afternoon, then evening they started coming back. It was a good, good time, so thank you so much for releasing these people into science Fellowship, Pastor Allen, and it was so wonderful. And I wish some of you could come, actually. I, I pray that, uh, of course, my friend Paul is coming. He has been a faithful visitor in, to India to fulfill the missions and I think this time is bringing some people with him and we are planning, maybe it's tomorrow we can sit and plan all that what uh, we have to do because life is not that easy uh, these days. Uh, some, they have seen those things, how we have to be careful, work out well. And also I think maybe in the days to come, we'll see the best of the harvest. And I'm so glad to see our dear friend Eddie coming all the way from Louisiana to just to see us. So give her a big round of applause. Last time, last time when we were in uh, Baltimore, she, she and her husband, Jacob, they drove almost 18 hours, 18 hours to see us, just to see us. Because She has been to India. She has been with us uh, doing ministry. So it really blessed our heart. Will I go to someone to see him, 18 hours driving? I don't think I can do that, <laughs> honestly, but uh, appreciate her heart to serve, to see us. So bless her bless heart. And uh, tomorrow I think she's leaving to Malawi. She's leaving to Malawi, so she will go back after uh, Sunday service. And then she'll be flying out to Malawi. So thank you so much for being with us to bless us. Thank you. And also, like I was sharing with Pastor Allen, that, you know, uh, as uh, the Telangana, the state where we are, that's the plan for reaching out 40,000 people each month. So we have 40,000 churches. We are challenging them each month, each church, minimum one soul. So that makes a big difference, beloved. And also, once they... Harvey, uh, Kay, and Pat, uh, they traveled on 29th. So I went to Andhra on 30th of uh, this month, you know, last month. And uh, we were talking to the leaders and challenging them. We said uh, they have 80,000 churches. I said, guys, would you rise to, you, to this occasion? Can we make it happen? 80,000 churches each month, minimum one soul. So, can you see the change? How it happens? Yeah. Just visualize that, you know. Like eighty thousand coming into the kingdom every month. In one year, it's going to be nine hundred and sixty thousand, and in ten years, it's going to be more than a million. And uh, this is not a project. This is an ongoing moment. We 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 said we'll do it for ten years. And we'll hand over it to the next generation. Lord. There is always next generation in waiting for us. What is that you can give to us? A legacy that we can carry on. Even in Grace Fellowship, I could see that there is a legacy somebody has to carry. You know, guys, we, my dad, when he was there, he said, you know, what I have done, I'm giving it to you. You carry on. And he said, it's going to go for a long time. Because once you prepare people, train them, and envision them, and they are going to take up the mantle into the next generation, beloved. So this morning, I just want to share a thought which God has given to me, which is a known thing. We all know this uh, passage, but uh, God has put on my heart that uh, because when you... uh, Talk about uh, take a name, you know what is all about. For example, you know if you take a, you know a, a Tiger Woods, what do you mean Tiger Woods? Golf. Golf you know, <laughs> if you take Michael Jordan, basketball king. If you take Pastor Mohan, great man of God. <laughs> you know, likewise, you know you see that if you take Tim. Tim, you know, I see Tim as a great man of God with a prophetic, uh, you know, insights. You know, so you you see the person when you see if you look at Pastor Allen, he's a great leader, apostolic calling on his life. So when you say that, if you look at Pastor Harvey, even at this age, if you look at uh, Pastor Harvey, you know what I get? I always see that this guy is of the Caleb's uh, anointing. You know, even at the age of eighty-five. Caleb asked for a mountain, give me this mountain, untiring spirit, go, going for the Lord at this age. For some people, age matters, some people, age, age doesn't matter. And I'm also in that uh, thing, bracket, you know, age doesn't matter to us. You know, we just going, keep going, some, I think somebody's on. Yeah, keep going and until we finish our race for the glory of God, beloved. Now when I take this name, you must be thinking what exactly I'm going to speak. I'm this morning I want to speak about the vision what God has given to us personally, what God has given to grace as a church. That's the most important thing. And as individuals, each one of us. We have a vision for our lives. God's heart is our vision and our purpose to fulfill. When God sends a person into this world, He will not send him without a purpose, with a purpose. And we have to accomplish that purpose in our lives, beloved. That's why if you look at Habakkuk 2 2, it says, Write the vision. And make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So if you, the vision has to be clear, the vision has to be written. And I wish that what God has given this grace, I want that it should be on the tablets at the entrance what grace is all about. Grace, what grace stands for. Where grace is going from here. Another 10 years. So that makes people, when they come inside, they feel the purpose of God in their lives. And also, Bible says another word, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Where there is no revelation. Where there is no vision, people perish. In another version it says, there is no vision, there is every likelihood of people being perished. That means they go go without restraint. That makes them not focused on what they are for. So they will always try to distract what God has given to us. So that we will not Go to the vision what God has given to us. Now you can see God, when God called Adam, uh, God called Abraham, God gave him a promise. God gave him a vision. In the night, like stars, in the morning, like sand. You can see the vision day in and day out. When you're walking on the sand, it reminds God's promise. When you're walking in the night, looking at the skies, it reminds God's vision, what God has promised to Abraham. And then it passed on to Isaac. I don't want to get into the detail. Then then to Jacob. And then the promises have to be fulfilled through someone. Now God picked up Joseph, to carry the promises beloved, God picked up Joseph. So if you look at the Bible in First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11, now all these things happened to them as examples as they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world have come. This is First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11. Even if you look at Romans chapter 15 verse 4, For whatever things were written before, were written for our learning. They were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Ultimately, we will have a hope But what is written for us. These stories will give us a hope. It will teach us patience. It will teach us perseverance. It will make us to be focused for what we have been called for. Because the devil always tries to distract us. Even the devil tried to distract Jesus, took him to the top of the mountain and shown all the glory of this world. Just one moment. How could that happen? Just one moment. He has shown so that It might distract Jesus Christ, beloved. Of course, Jesus overcame that. We all know. But the process was on. So this morning, I just want uh, to share the life of Joseph, how God processed him, how God worked in his life, so that he can work through his life. First of all, God works in our lives, beloved, so that God can work through us, to bless others there's always a process like god gave joseph a dream you all know that that's why i said when you pick up a name you know what exactly but let us see some small things some things which god has put on my heart so that you can be blessed by that word god gave a dream to joseph and in that dream God gave him a purpose of his life. And when he, he could able to understand that God has a bigger plans and a better plans for him. When he, once he received that word, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, Romans 10:17. Once he received that word, he confessed it. He said, this is my word. I'm going to take it. Whatever you receive the word, beloved, even this morning, maybe for some of you, this could be a a Kairos moment. An opportune time of God in your lives that might change your understanding. You might have heard this word hundred times, but this is what a Kairos time. Maybe a Rema word. That is going to touch you this morning to transform your life and understanding. Like when Joseph received the word, he confessed it. In Proverbs 18:21, says the power of life and death are in the tongue. You have to confess what God has given to you. It's, it's, it's a cultivation. Once you start confessing, you are cultivating the word of God into your lives. This is going to happen (coughs) in my life, no matter what. So that is a cultivating, is a confession. Then, not only he confessed that, he proclaimed it. When you have that confession, immediately you have to proclaim that. Joseph spoke to his brothers who normally used to hate him because he was a favored child of their father, an old age son. He got the multicolored tunic till his feet that speaks about his royalty. Other sons have got a a dress only up to the knees. That means they are just the workers. So there is a prophetic word which was given to Joseph even before the dream has come. And then Joseph, he was hated because what he has proclaimed. This morning, I want to share what God has put on the lives of grace, grace fellowship. Once you proclaim that, the people say, oh, these guys are exaggerating the whole thing. They're living in the la-la land. And they, they have a bigger plans, bigger uh, uh, you know statements, which they don't even think about it. They just say. But let me tell you, beloved. When people start, start mocking at your vision, then you should realize that that has come from God. That has come from God. The people who are sitting here, I could see there are some multi-millionaires who are sitting here. That is what God says. People might not see that, but God sees that in your life. Because God has a a plan already finished, beloved. Already done. Already done. So, when when Joseph shared this vision, this, this revelation what God has given to him, Once you confess, then you possess. The moment you confess what God has given to you, the process of being possessing already starts. But only one thing, before possessing, there is a process that takes place in our lives, beloved. We should allow God to to go through the process in our lives. That makes a big difference, beloved. So I, I, I feel maybe some of you on your first encounter with God, God might have spoken to you about your future. What exactly God wants to take you? What exactly God has plans for your life? This morning I want to remind that first encounter of your life with Jesus Christ. About your personal lives as well as the grace life. The first encounter. What God has laid out. The vision for, for, the, for each one of us. Beloved. Then. What happened. The calling of Joseph was so higher. When the calling is higher. The training is tougher. Beloved. So I just want you to realize that. If you go through a tougher training in your life. That means you have a higher calling. That's the most important thing. You might say that people, there are others are living happily. Why these problems crop up in my life? Why these things go through, through my life? Why these things have come in my life? That could be a question for us. But let me tell you, God says, higher the calling, tougher the training. Because why God trains us? When you go to that place, you should be in a in a in a you should be like you know in a situation where you can handle that joyfully strongly that's why he trains us beloved now what happened uh, to joseph you all know the story i'm just picking a few things what uh, i felt i should talk to you when when joseph was sent by his father to look after his brothers there was a, a, a conspiracy that took place. Here is the dreamer who is coming. When you carry the dream of God, people might not like it. People might mock that. The dreamer is coming. If we kill him now, what will you do with the dream? So they tried to kill their own brother. Who is out of their flesh and their blood. So when God gives us a bigger dream, our own people might not like it at times. That's the problem. They want to kill him, you know the story. But they put him in a, in a pit, beloved. Then they thought it's all over for Joseph in that pit. All over in that pit. So my, uh, when I was thinking about that, they thought it's all over for Joseph, but God said that is the beginning of the fulfillment of the dream of Joseph beloved. The fulfillment of God's dream in his life. So then they sold him. Now this, the point comes. If they thought of killing him first, now they want to kill his dream second. They want to kill his dream. People, when you share the dream, How will they kill your dream? By speaking negative words. This is not going to happen. You are not capable for that. You can't make it. That's what people say that, beloved. That's why never make a negative confession in your life. Never make a negative confession about your children at any given time in your life. I told you many times about my son's story. People speak, uh, you know, one day one of my friends came and he told me, your son Prince, he's not going to, he's not attending classes. Then I said, even I was doing the same thing when I was young. What's the big deal in that? And he was fighting with people. Even we did the same thing. Then he said, he's not going to make it big. Then I looked into his eyes, I said, Sir, that is your version, but I will release God's version now. He will make it bigger and better. Because I pray for my son. I know that God has a bigger and better plans for my son. Today is the fact and tomorrow is the reality. Today could be the fact. We don't deny the fact. But we see the reality, the truth of God for tomorrow what God has planned for your children. Don't go by the words of the people. Don't go by the the facts what you are going through right they are going through right now. But look at the reality what God has kept in their lives, beloved. That's what I just want to encourage you. And uh, you know, they want to kill his dream. And uh, you know, uh, they sold him as a slave. As a slave. Now they said, you wanted us to bow down before you, but we will make you to bow down before everybody. Because we are selling you as a slave. And how the slaves are being sold in Egypt, they will be kept, uh, paraded naked before they are sold. Now you see the The life of Joseph beloved. He was got a promise. Promise from the Lord. And he was hated for that. He was sold for it. And he was standing on the streets of Egypt naked. A guy who has got a multicolored tunic. And now he has no dress, no clothes. Just holding the promises and the reality The fact is that he has no clothes. Now what is now we should do now? Either to go bitter or go better. Lord, what is happening in my life? Why these things are happening? You gave me a promise, but now I'm totally stripped off from everything what I have. Now I'm a slave. You said I'm the ruler. But the fact is, I am being sold as a slave. But let me tell you, beloved, this is for some of you. Don't go by the situation what you are going through right now. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. This is only a process so that God is building your character. Joseph held to the promises of God. He has never gone bitter. He was never was hurt. Because hurts always for a season, beloved. Not for the lifetime. You can't take the hurts to your grave. We all get hurt by people speak against us. How many of you say that, you know, I don't raise your hands. You are hurt by somebody's words. Don't raise your hands. But you you know that. Every one of us including the preacher of the day, we all are hurt as people speak to us. You have done good to them, they return bad to you. Don't raise your hands. This is what happens. It happened to me. I have done good to people, stood by them in their very troubled times when everything was over, they said, oh, it's okay. Then I realized Lord, it's not I have done not just for him because I have done for you so that you this I'm carrying your heart. That's what happens. As I told you the story, I think I don't know. Some of you might, for you might be new. Let me anyway speak that. I normally play cricket. How many of you know that cricket is a game? It's like bas- basketball. It's like a basketball game. When uh, you have to in basketball, you pitch the ball. In cricket, you... Huh? Oh, sorry. In baseball, sorry. Not basketball. I'm sorry. I'm giving a wrong example. Uh, in ba- My wife is good. He said, yeah. Baseball, you pitch. Cricket, you bowl." actually. That's how it happens. And I'm a good player. How many of you know that in heaven, cricket being played... Not basketball or baseball, only cricket. So you better learn. No? No? Okay. You'll get surprised when you go to heaven. Okay. Let me, let's... So I played cricket and while catching the ball, my finger got hurt. My finger got hurt. So I had a big bandage. I was coming to US. So then I did... uh, I said, how can I show my big bandage to the people? So I kept it behind. Slowly I was keeping it behind and I was not happy because whenever you are hurt, the first thing you don't want to show the people that you are hurt. You keep quiet. You want to keep your hurts inside of your heart. That's normal thing. So I was keeping my hand behind. So when I was there, one girl came to me and she said, Oh, sir, what happened to your hand? Then I said, I played cricket and I got hurt. Then she said, you need not stand in this line. Because you are hurt, we will take you as, give you a special treatment. Then she took me and put me in another class and taught, giving me all the you know, facilities. Then slowly my hand, instead of keeping back, I was putting like this like this, because I am now getting sympathy for my hurt, my bandage. Then I, told, I went, I want to make best use of my bandage. You call bandage means what do you call this? Yeah, best use of that. Then I told them, I need a better seat that nobody should hurt me. They said, surely, sir, we'll give you the nice of the seat. And they gave me a better seat that I need not worry about it. All the air they were coming to me every now and then. How are you, sir? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Almost every, almost all the air they were with me, coming and going. I was feeling very happy for that. <laughs> because everybody comes and gives you some coffee, some tea, some juice, some asking. Then I was saying, this is working very well for me. <laughs> now, Instead of keeping it back, I should open it and tell everybody that I'm hurt. I need some sympathy. That's what I was doing. Then I went to Corpus. My friend Don, Pastor Don. and There was a doctor. He said, Pastor, you have to take that bandage out. Otherwise, it won't get healed properly. It needs some air. Then I went and uh, took out my thing. They have two services. First service, I preached. It was a great word, nice word. And then I came down. There was one girl coming from the other side. She said, Pastor, that was a great word. Picked up my hand and almost crushed like, you know. And I cannot scream because a girl is kissing my hand. If I shout, ah, then what people think about me? So I was almost uh, gone to hell and came back. That was my pain. And then I told Pastor Don, no, Pastor Don, it's not going to work for me. I need a big bandage. Thank God it's a girl. If it's a man, like, like, you know, like Tim or somebody, it would have broken my fingers again. So I, then when I was getting ready for the second message, the Lord started speaking to me. Mohan, this hurt, you cannot glorify it. You cannot take it to a long time. It's only for a season. Every hurt is for a season. Hurt is real. And it's for a season. It's not for a long time. Because a hurt man will hurt others. If you're hurt inside, your words will be different. They are pessimistic. They are always negative. When it comes to say something. Oh will it happen? I don't know it won't happen. But let me tell you beloved this morning. The Lord is speaking to grace as well as you individually. What God has given the vision. It will come to pass in our lifetime. Yeah. Hallelujah. And also. What happened to Joseph. He was. With 40 And uh, he was falsely accused by the lady, the woman. And she she got an eye on him, pestering him. And this man, because he was trained by God in the pit to only look to God. The pit experience has given Joseph only look to God in whatever the circumstances he is going through. When this woman was bothering him. Maybe I feel this way. He might have told her. Hey woman. When God gave me a vision. You are not there. You are not there. God has not shown you in my vision. Please get away from my vision. That's what Joseph might have told her. I am going towards my vision. The fulfillment of the vision for me. I don't want to get distracted by any word of any person, by any situation is being created by people, even anything that distracts me. I am focused. Woman, get rid of, go away from my thing. He was falsely accused. As I told you in the past, just now, sometimes. People accuse us of many things. Just false acquisition. Instead of actually she wanted him. But what she said? He wanted me. That's what it is. It's totally opposite. You don't even think about that. And what is your heart? How you respond to that? Let me tell you, beloved. You are in the will of God. You are in the vision. Don't entertain those things in your life. Don't go by that. Because the devil will try every possible trick in the book to distract you. It could be from your near and dear also. (coughs) For that matter, anyone. Just ask God. Lord, if... I want to walk with the vision what you have given to me. And then, Joseph, he was put in the prison. Normally, if you look at the Egyptian culture, when a non-Egyptian person touches the Egyptian women, they can be killed instantly. That's the order. But this 44 might have thought, Maybe this young man had been watching him. Some soft corner for Joseph. He did not kill him, but put him in the prison for a lifetime. Those days, the prisons, the royal prison, you cannot come out. You are a done deal there. Now Joseph, he, he might have felt that, what is happening to me? I am ended up in a prison where I have no way. But God sees in a different way. Joseph, you are getting closer to the fulfillment of your vision. This morning I want to release this word to Grace Fellowship. You are getting closer to the fulfillment of the vision which God has given to you. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. It's impossible. It's not going to work out naturally. But God is a sovereign God. He is in control of every situation, beloved. If you are in the will of God, you can walk with God. If you are not in the will of God, if you say that, oh, I'm not going to make it, God says, it's okay. I can take somebody to do, fulfill the vision which God has given to this church. And then, beloved, he was in the prison. And then what happened was, He was with the fetters. The fetters were bothering him. He was in a dungeon. If you look at Psalm 105, they thought they have sold him, but God says, I have sent him. People might have felt that they have sold you, but God says, no, 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 they have not sold you. I have sent you to fulfill my purpose. God has used his his brothers, his brothers who hated him, used him for the fulfillment of bigger purposes of God. What is happening in your life right now could be hard, hurting. But let me tell you, that will take you closer to the vision what God has given to you, beloved. And then you know the story. When God, when these two, butler and baker, they came, and they, were, they, have, they have two dreams. You know the whole thing. Two dreams. Then Joseph said. Don't you think that. Interpretations they come from God. Still Joseph. Even in the prison. Which is impossible situation. Still believes in God. Still he believes in God. That is going to happen. In his life. This morning this word could be for some of you. You feel that. What is my life? Is it, will this happen in my life? Is it possible in my life to make it bigger and better? Will will this come? But God says, I am sovereign God. I'll make it happen. You know why? God has already finished in the life of Joseph. This is what I want to tell you this morning. God has already done it. In the spirit realm, the Lamb of God was slain even before the foundations of the world. Revelation 13 18 says, Already it is a done deal in the spirit realm, in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son to go to the cross. His obedience has taken him to the cross, beloved. Likewise, God says, for example, I, I tell you, this is the dream which God has given to Joseph. It's a done deal in the spiritual realm. Already it's a done deal. That one day, his brothers and his parents will go and bow down before him. This is a done deal. God finishes first and starts second. He already finishes first. Some of your lives, God knows that the expected end of the people. This grace, I mean, always I've been telling, what is this grace fellowship stands for? It has to go through the, to the seas, it has to go to the rivers, it has to go through the fire, but it will not affect them. What is the sea first? The crossing of the Red Sea. If you look at, you know, Exodus 14, 13, the, the enemy what you are seeing, the army of Pharaoh, you will never see in your life forever. Because he is going to fight for you. The battle belongs to the Lord. And you just stand still and see the salvation of God. That's what the word for the Israelites, about. And second thing, when Joshua was crossing the river Jordan for the fulfillment of the promises, you know, the river stood still, beloved. How, th- how could that happen? The priests who were carrying the ark, the presence, the presence that made a difference in their lives, beloved. So this morning, I just want to encourage you. Even the fire, you know, the fire, What happens to the fire? When Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were going to the fire. Nebuchadnezzar said seven times, make it even intensify. I was always, I think, what does it matter? Is it one time or seven times? Anyway, they are going to be killed. It's an intimidation, beloved. Nebuchadnezzar wants to intimidate those three young kids. That's why they said, King, if our God is able, if not, we don't bow down to you. So this morning, beloved, when grace is going through the process, God is already prepared here. This is the end. And what God told Joseph, he said, you walk in obedience with the vision, Joseph. Once you walk in that obedience, I will take you to this place. Today I am challenging and asking Grace Fellowship, will you walk in obedience to the vision what God has given to you? That is a match. That's a fact. That's a challenge. Will you sacrifice your time, your talent, and your treasure, so that you can fulfill God's vision on this church, on your life? One day, God was talking to Ray Macaulay, a guy, a pastor in South Africa. He said, Lord, I'm not uh, considering this, Lord. Then the Lord told him, you are the fifth, fourth person. If you say no, I'll go to another person. Because God has given us free will, beloved, free choice. It's up to us to either accept or reject. Joseph accepted despite of the hurdles despite of the pit despite of this acquisition even in the prison God elevated him beloved, because he was holding to the faith what God has given to him this morning faith what God has given to us and hold on to that faith what God is going to do in our lives because absolutely the word uh, fear is exactly opposite to faith. If you have fear, where faith paralyzes. If you have faith, fear flees from the place. So like the when Goliath was there, what happened to the children of Israelites? The, the army? They were shivering, they were running around. The same situation, the Goliath was same, the problem was same, but... David came there and he said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the armies of living God? Your, your problem proves what you are. What you are up to. What your convictions. This morning, even though the problem which comes in our lives stands firm and strong so that you can walk in obedience to the vision which God has given to you. Like Joseph was there, every time getting closer to his vision, beloved. Even in our lives, this morning, I just want to encourage you, don't miss even a single point. I tell my people, as I was uh, in, in India, when I minister, I tell them, I want to give my best to the Lord. Because I normally, you know, my Uh, we have recently as I told you we have recently celebrated our 40 years of our wedding anniversary this is uh, the ring uh, for that God has been so good to us faithful to us my wife said oh we are wasting money because we have to build our house but uh, I told her let us be thankful to God what he has done in our lives he kept us alive he kept us in good health good shape so let us thank god for that you know my my i said lord give me 10 more years lord not that i am going to die after 10 years i want to have a strong 10 years i want to see that his name should be glorified this twin states of telangana and andhra will see a great revival 40000 and 80000 1.2 uh, 120,000 churches will make a difference. Yeah. That's what I want to see. So I said, give me 10 years, Lord. Strong 10 years. And I told my children, when you put me on my tomb, on the thing, tell me, write down one thing. This guy, my, this pastor Mohan Babu, went to the grave empty. Yeah. Empty. Nothing he kept for himself. Only for his Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, this is my challenge to you, beloved. Are you going to the grave with full of the energy? No way. Give the best to the Lord. Your time, your talent, your treasure. Walk in obedience to the vision what God has given to you. No matter what, the obstructions, the negative words, negative situations, it doesn't bother us. The hurts what you carry. Walk in obedience. Like Joseph was walking in obedience. Finally, he reached the thing. You know what he told his brothers? I'm closing now. What he told his brothers? You, may, you want to cause evil. But God has turned that evil into good. Evil God has got the capacity, ability to cause, made the evil as good, beloved. Today, some, some things going bad in your life. Let me assure you that bad will become good. That bad will become the best, beloved. So that is what God wants. And finally, if you come here, you know what Joseph said, when his son, first son, Manasseh, he said, the Lord has caused me to forget all the affliction in my father's house. God causes forgetfulness, what all has happened in our lives, when you see the best in your life. All that what happened will go like a dream and a nightmare, but the best you will see. And he got a son, Ephraim, you know what he said? The Lord made me fruitful in the land of affliction even the land is afflicted, but still your God, my God, is capable of causing fruitfulness, beloved. So this is the word for you and to the church. Shall we stand in His presence? Shall we stand in His presence? Father, this morning, I just want to pray for this wonderful, precious people. You gave a vision to this church, my God, to the leader of this church, to the leaders of this church, the pastors, Lord. Grace is going to be like a city set up on a hill. Grace should be known for the manifest presence of God. Grace should be known for the mighty signs, wonders, and miracles, Lord. People come here, will receive their healing, salvation, a deliverance, Lord. In the name of Jesus. This place is a place, a gateway to heaven, my God. A place of salvation, Lord. Comforting place. Lord, each and everyone take up this challenge. What is my contribution? Am I just coming to church and going? The purpose of God in my life, Lord. Let them examine honestly, openly, and make a conviction. And also, Lord God. Make a decision, Lord. That, Lord, from today onwards, I will give my best to glorify your name, to expand your kingdom, Lord. I will give my time, Lord. I'll give my talent what I have. I don't want to waste my talent, Lord. I'll give my treasure, Lord, only to see that your name be glorified through my life and my ministry. Your kingdom come in a powerful way, Lord. Already you are a God who finishes first and begins second, Lord. I know where I am going, Lord. You will take me there because you are a faithful God. You will take grace to the place where grace will be going to be a great blessing to this city, this state and this nation of America, Lord. Let this word bear fruit in the lives of the people. Let them enjoy your goodness, Lord God. Let the devil will never take advantage of any situation, Lord God. There will not be any negative talk Negative thought process, Lord. You take control of every situation, Lord God. Because end of the day, Lord God, it is your kingdom. It's your word. It's your vision, Lord. Give us grace to fulfill each and every word you have released into our lives, my God. We give you glory and honor In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so very much.
1: I can't say enough about that. If you're here this morning... I believe that was a specific word for us, a very specific word for you and me and as a group and as individuals. Uh, some of you have a, a vision in your heart that you know you're working on it. I know I'm looking at Kelly. Kelly's already started, huh? <laughs> there you are. You looked at, I, was, I was looking at Angie, I was talking to Kelly. Kelly's already started. She started a home, a house. Uh, what do you call it, Kelly. Oh, so would you come up here? And uh, you know, you didn't know that. I didn't tell her I was going to do this. We'll have we'll hear more details about it in the future. And Paul Beatty, would you come up here? Where's I can't see Paul. You're on the there. You are. Um, Paul has has been building churches in India for years. Like we said this morning, uh, there's some specific things happening right now that uh, he needs he needs to believe in. And Kelly needs. Y'all get to make those decisions all the time. God's given you this heart, and uh, now what's it called again? Set for success. What? Set for success. It's a set for success. Yes. Transit- transition. Transitional living. Transitional living, and uh, she's going to talk more about that in the future. But God's given her that a vision for that, and a purpose. And she's proclaiming it. And we're gonna back her up, right? And so this morning and Paul, one of the things he's doing right now, and he's done this, we have a truck that a lot of people helped buy years ago, a few years ago. Now he's buying a van to haul people around in. And they these they leave them in India underneath Pastor Mohan and Pastor Ronnie. And uh, he's we're getting money, right? And we're doing that. So uh And he stepped forward before he had money to do it. (laughs) But we believe God, right? So I want, and there's more people here that believe that you have a purpose. And God stirred your heart this morning and said, you know what? Uh, Go for it. Go for it. Us as a church, we have a purpose and we have a destiny. And God says, go for it. Lay your lives down and go for it. So uh, this morning, I'd like to ask a few people, if you would, uh, we're for Kelly and Paul and what they're doing. And uh, I'd like to ask a few people to come up and pray for them. And uh, if you would, so if you would come up and pray for them, come on up. Uh, And uh, let's lay hands on them. Let's believe what God's doing, okay? So Father, I just thank you for what you're doing inside of us as a body, and inside of individuals that are a part of Grace Fellowship. And we just we say yes, God. We say yes to your purpose, to your vision, your plan. Father, we, we say yes to focusing on the vision that you've given us as a church. And Lord, I thank you for the anointing that Pastor Mohan and Pastor Ani walk in, God. And for their covering over, over me and over this body. God, we just believe what you're doing in them and through them here in the United States and in India and around the world, God. We just say yes, King. Amen. So thank you for being here this morning. If you'd like to bless these guys, come on up and uh, they'd be glad to talk to you, okay? God bless you. Thank you.